This is Mental Maps, a podcast about navigating the mind. My name is Dr. Josh Waddell. I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner, mental health counselor, and host of this show. The content of this show is focused on creating a better understanding about the mind and how you can achieve optimal well-being. Welcome back to Mental Maps. Uh, so excited that you joined us for another episode today and you took the time out of your busy schedule to to look into your mind a little bit more and work to understand uh, yourself a bit more. So from a historical context, it's the beginning of 2022, so January 2022. Everybody's starting out their new year. I hope that the holiday season went well for everyone and that you're getting into this new year and getting back to the natural rhythm of life. I know I am uh, getting back from the holiday season. You get back to the, the daily, five days a week of work, and you know all those things are really, really important, and it's good to be back. So as we start out the year, I didn't think it was a better opportunity to talk about the concept of goals. I think no matter where you turn right now, whether it's on another podcast, whether it's on social media, whether it's in a magazine or TV, or it seems like everywhere I turn right now, there's something about habits or change or goals or doing something different. I mean, just all this stuff about creating change in your life. And I thought, what a great opportunity to discuss one concept in this really large grand scheme of change of goals. Now, if you go back to some of our other podcasts, we've already talked about change before. Uh, there's a much more concepts to go with this that hopefully we're going to get to talk about down the road. But today we're going to focus about goals. What are goals? Where do goals come from? Why do we need goals in the first place as humans? And then how can we create achievable, obtainable goals? And then if you're not achieving your goals, why? And how can you fix that? So as we jump in this today, uh, I really challenge you to look into yourself, look into the goals that you set out for yourself. If you don't have any goals, that's okay. I hope that as you finish this podcast today, maybe there's some things that you're interested in doing in your life that just helps you continue to evolve as a human. So what are goals? There's a lot of different definitions of what goals are. Uh, I think one of the greatest definitions comes out of the research done by Krugelansky and colleagues. I think I said his name right. And they created a theory called goal systems theory. And goal systems theory is really talking about how we as humans as well as organizations create goals. If you go out and start looking up um, peer-reviewed articles and different research on goals, you're going to find yourself in the world of organizational psychology, corporate psychology, understanding how to get people and businesses to achieve goals. But they identify goals as any desired outcome that wouldn't otherwise happen without some kind of intervention. And I think that's such a great definition because the last part of that is really important. Without some kind of intervention. So we have this outcome. There's things that we would love to see happen. But for it to truly be a goal, something must occur to make this outcome happen. Meaning that if this thing doesn't occur, this outcome is not going to be achieved. And when we look at how we need to create our own goals as humans, and as we look towards this year and the future and and years to come, what interventions are we putting in our life to achieve the goal that we have in our head? Because all of us in some instance, have a goal. Whether that goal is obtainable or not, we still have those goals. But are we truly looking at what is the intervention to complete that goal? So when we kind of go way down into it and start looking at it from more of a microscopic standpoint, we look at it from a brain standpoint. And so 
as we do in a lot of podcasts, we use the work of uh, Dr. Philman Barrett, who I really think is just a great book on you know neuroscience, what neuroscience is. But as she, as we've talked about before, the brain does two things all day long: makes predictions and creates meaning. From a very simplistic standpoint, that's what it's doing. And so when we look at what goals are doing, goals really come out of the meaning standpoint of your neuroscience. So what do I mean by that? For your goal, the brain must assign meaning. And meaning in this stance is value. How valuable is this goal to your brain or to you as a human? And your brain is going to kind of is going to select a value for it. So you kind of see it as a scale, zero meaning there's no value at all, 10 being the most most important thing in the world. And your brain is to a point going to label that and say this goal is worth seven, this girl, this goal is worth two. And then your brain will decide how much resource it's going to give to achieve the goal. The more valuable the goal, the more resources that we're able to give. And so everything that we're doing, everything that we're creating really comes to how valuable it is to you. Not motivation. You know, motivation is something different. We can talk about that later on in another podcast. But value, value meaning the meaning this this holds to you. Motivation can wax and wane. But the value of something starts at the beginning, can grow or decrease, but ultimately it's still how you see this goal. And so where does the value come from? What does it look like from a neuroscience standpoint? So when we look at it from maybe neurological um, basis, we really begin to look at the neurochemical of dopamine. Uh, we've talked about dopamine in other podcasts. I'm sure you see dopamine stuff if you begin to look in any type of neuroscience things. Dopamine does a lot of different things. and I think it gets a bit of a bad rap because all we really talk about is the pleasure concept of it, but it does much, much more than that. But in this, scheme, in this grand scheme of thing, we'll continue to talk about the pleasure principle within dopamine. And so we know that dopamine being the feel-good transmitter, if we if we get that dopamine elevation or we get that, uh, not dopamine spike, those don't occur, but if we see that elevation when we do that behavior, then we're going to find ourselves doing it more. And that's where the value is seen. If this is something that is important to me, then the behaviors are going to help me elevate my dopamine. And so if I find it more pleasurable, what, and it's not that I'm happy doing it. We can have a dopamine elevation without feeling super happy with it. But if it's that dopamine elevation of the pleasure principle of the brain, we're going to continue to do it over and over and over. And I think that's something that's really important when we look at the neuroscience of goals is there's a lot of days that we may be doing the intervention to get to the desired outcome and we're not very happy with what we're doing. It may not be something that may, brings us profound happiness and joy, Yet, it's something that our brain identifies as really important and valuable. And so that dopamine elevation will still occur. And then normally by the end of that intervention, we find happiness again. It's like the person who, and we're going to use fitness a lot in this podcast because I think that's a lot of what people set out to do in the, in the beginning of the year. And hopefully they maintain it all year long. But there's a lot of times we get up and want to go to the gym and have very little desire to go to the gym. But once we're done at the gym... Ah, you know, that, that, that feel good, that happiness, that accomplishment. And that is from that dopamine elevation that you're getting from your, uh, your workout. So when we look at how we're forming goals, we're creating value. This value then selects how much resources we're going to give. Now, one side note in that, and I think it's really important, especially as we get into the world of uh, diets and all these things, is that we must also have the resources to give to our goals. So what I mean by that is if we are malnourished 
if we find ourselves not putting the right things into our body and in our brain, then we're not even going to have the resources to give. So if you go back to some of the podcasts, if you listen to it, of the brain gas tank, of being able to say that we have X amount of gas for our brain every day, we're trying to take some of that gas and put it towards this value-based outcome. If we don't have enough gas, either we're going to find really drained about completing that goal or we're going to begin to take away from things that are less important in our brain, which could be your work performance, could be your relationships, could be uh, just your day-to-day behaviors and how you feel. There could be a lot of things that can change. And so remembering that you've got to fuel yourself to be able to maintain the desire, the interventions for the desired outcome. So how do we create change? What do we do? So not creating change in the grand scheme of what we've talked about in the past, but how do we create a good goal? So when we look at it to build upon what we've already talked about, we're assigning value to this goal. So whether I want to get fit, whether I want to lose weight, whether I want to gain muscle, whether I want to read more books, whether I want to learn a second language, I want to learn a new skill, I want to spend more time with my partner, I want to be a better husband, I want to be a better sibling, I want to be a better kid, whatever it is, better co-worker, better leader, there has to be value to it. And then two other things happen. For any goal, there must be three things. There's the value, and then there's the doing something. I must do something to create this change. So for example, if I want to lose weight, I have to start getting active. If I want to uh, be a better husband, I've got to take time to be with my spouse. If I want to be a better leader, I've got to take time and listen to my staff members. If I want to be uh, a better sibling, I've got to be more open to talking to that person. There's all these different things that we have to do to do something. And then the third thing is you must lose something. Every goal costs something. It costs a resource. It costs something. And usually when you look at most goals that we as humans create, the cost is time. Time is a very valuable concept that we have in our lives. And it's we only have so much. And when you look at how to be a healthy human, the time even decreases more because we're talking about sleep and we're talking about eating and we're talking about doing these things. And so time many times is the cost. Now, not that you're going to lose time. It could be that you lose time, but more of how you spend your time and losing something that is taken away that time. When we think about, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, think back to a goal that you've had in your life that you struggled to complete. What made it so hard? You know, change is difficult. You know, I see people every day in my clinic who are just trying to change. They're trying to change something, uh, whether they're in the holds of an addiction and so they're trying to change uh, the use of that substance or they're trying to change their behaviors or they're trying to change their mindset or their mood. They're trying to change something and change is hard. Whether you have a mental illness or not, change is really, really hard. And one of the reasons change is so hard is the effort requires a cost. There's a cost in the change that we're doing. I think a great example of this is let's say I want to 
read more books. So let's say I set a goal. Like I have a goal this year that I'd like to read at least one book a month. I read a lot anyways, but I really want to have at least one book a month completed because I'm notorious for starting like five books at one time and not completing any of them until like mid-year. So read one book a year or one book a month. That's going to cost something, probably time. And so what does that mean? That means I'm not spending an hour after work watching a TV show. Rather, I'm spending that time reading a book. Or let's say you've got a goal of wanting to go to the gym, but you know you know, it's really difficult to get there in the afternoons and I'm going to have to go in the morning time. You're going to have to cut off that, that binge-watching TV at night so you get to bed early so you wake up early to go to the gym. That is the cost of achieving your goal. And based on the value that you and your, that your brain sets on this goal, ultimately it's going to decide how willing you're going to be to give it up. Are you willing to give up two to three hours of Netflix binging a night to read more or to go to the gym or to sit and talk to your spouse more or to learn a second language or to learn a new skill? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to change that out for something different? Now, one thing that's important is the the goal that we're trying to do many times can only occur one at a time. Not that we can't achieve numerous goals at one time, but we can't make numerous changes at one time. So if I'm trying to create this major change that I'm not binge watching Netflix three hours a day, rather I'm you know spending time reading a book. If I begin to do another, try to change something else, let's say I also begin to change my diet at the exact same time, that may be kind of difficult. There's a lot going on at that time. And so being able to say, what's the most valuable to me? What can I do to this one? I think we see this so much in what we call polysubstance use which are people who are using numerous drugs at one time. So you'll find a lot of people who are using like opiates and methamphetamine together. You'll find um, people who are using um, marijuana within the grand scheme of things and, and just all these different things. And so what you'll see is like you know, a lot of programs will say, once you complete it all, stop it all. And that can be very difficult for people. And, and I see people all the time who are able to stop one, but if they slip up, they'll go back to the other one. So understanding change can only occur one at a time. And so, being open to say, I can only do so much at one time. Not that I can't complete numerous goals throughout the year, but these big changes that I'm occurring, the intervention that I'm doing may can only occur at one time. So if we're going to make this change, how do I make it happen? So when we go back to the three core the three core parts that we've already discussed, assigning value, doing something, losing something, if I'm looking to create a goal, the first thing I must do is increase the value of that behavior. As we talked about before, value equals meaning. That is where that dopamine elevation comes from. And so you've got to increase the value of that behavior. And so how would you do that? There's a lot of different ways we can help our brain increase the value of what we're doing this is where the concept of motivation comes in and i think it i don't want to get too far in the motivation world because there's more to it but when we look at our the value is the value of my goal intrinsically or extrinsically motivated so if my goal is to get fit do i want to get healthy because i really want to be a healthy human being and so i want to make my life better and i want to feel better or do I want to get healthy because that's what society's telling me to do? 
do I want to really work to get like the six pack abs or do I want it because all the ads that pop up on my Instagram have six pack abs? Do I want to re really read one book a month? Is that something that I want to do to gain knowledge and wisdom or do I want to do it because it comes out of another book that maybe I read that says that's something I should do? The value you place on it has to be intrinsic. Extrinsic motivation is fine, but extrinsic motivation is not going to be long-standing. And ultimately, it's not going to create good value to your goal. So look into yourself first and say, is, the, is this goal something that I really want? Or is it something that something else or somebody's telling me I want? There's a, a great uh, theory called the self-determination theory. And I'm not going to go deep, deep into it, but one of the self-determination theory concepts is that we as humans are only going to do things long-term if we autonomous, autonomously want to do them, meaning that we choose to do them. And if we do not choose to want to feel the way that we're feeling, ultimately we're not going to continue to do what we're doing. There's a lot of people who want to get let's say, um, want to be a better partner to their partner, but there's not a lot of people who's going to get, be willing to give up that time. Hopefully there is, but sometimes there's not. There's a lot of people who want to get fit at the beginning of the year, but they may not do it. So what value are you putting on it? The second thing is, what are you doing? So is what you're doing something that you can do long term? Is it feasible? So what, what I mean by feasibility is get, is doing a workout six days a week possible or is it impossible? Is taking an hour a day to read your book possible or impossible? You've really got to look at the feasibility of it. And then, if it's, and then you say, well, yeah, you know, I have 24 hours in the day. I sleep X amount of days. I go to work X amount of time. I can read it. Then we move into the third concept. What do I have to lose? Do I have to lose the hour of social media scrolling I do at night? Do I have to lose um, maybe the times that um, you know I'm eating bad food or I'm going to you know I've got to lose the time of uh, when I'd be doing something else like meal prepping for the week? All these different things. What am I losing to be able to do the behavior that then creates the intervention that creates the change? So a couple things to think about as you move into creating goals. One, make just a couple pointers. One, make your goals obtainable. We as humans are notorious for making goals that are unobtainable in the short term. Now, there, there could be obtainable in the long term, but if I'm saying I want to do something and there's no way it's so i think a great example um some of you know, who know me um who, who listen to podcasts and you don't um i'm like from a biological perspective i'm like five six weigh like 150 pounds i had a goal one time i was like i want to look like jason momoa i don't know if you know who jason momoa is it's aquaman samoan dude guys like six two 240 there is no possible way I'm ever going to be 6'2", 240 in Samoan. That's not happening. However, I had this belief that I was going to do that one day. And so as I sat down on the goal, there came a point of this of like, this is not happening. This is not an attainable goal. And so I had to rethink my goal as I was moving forward. So is my goal obtainable? Is what I'm trying to achieve obtainable? And then the second thing is... What do I have to do to get to my goal? 
create these objectives, these short-term goals for the long-term goal. So let's say I've never ran before, but I want to run a mile. To walk out the door today and go run a mile is going to be very, very difficult. But I say if I want to run a sixth of a mile, and then a fourth of a mile, and then a half a mile, and then just build upon it from there over time, set these objectives in doing it. If we say that we want to, you know, let's say the goal is, the, the long-term goal is to buy a house. You got to save money. You got to do the things that need to come from that. And if you don't set those objectives, you're never going to achieve your goal. Set short-term objectives. And one of the things you can do, and I think can be really helpful, is allow yourself to make short-term goals and long-term goals. We do this a lot in treatment with people where you set like a short-term goal of, you know, let's say you take someone who has profound anxiety and they just, they can't get out of their home, they can't be active. Maybe the short-term goal is to walk outside. We're not going to go to Walmart at 5 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, but we're going to get outside. And then maybe we go to Walmart at 5 a.m. Then maybe we go, you know, and we kind of build upon it. Maybe we go to the dollar store and then we go to Walmart and then we go to, you know, so we build upon these things. So your objectives can ultimately be goals to help you get to your long-term goal. And then you got to start. You, you just got to start it. Um, it. People, I think it, we all as humans are notorious for creating these goals in our head and then just not doing them. Just talking about them, thinking about, eh, you know, I'd like to, you know, read more books or I'd like to listen to more people or I would like to learn a second language or I would like to just create some form of change, but I don't do it. And so you, if place that value, like we said earlier, create that meaning and then just go. And allow your brain to begin to create that change of the dopamine elevations and the new neural connections and the things that come from that. One way to help with that is make your goal concrete. So one of the best ways to do that is write it down. I'm a huge believer in writing your goals, and I've done this um, a couple days ago. Wrote down my goals for the year and just made them real. You know, I'm someone, and I don't know if you're this way, but I can I can live in my head. I can stay in my head. I can think things up all the time. And so for me, it's really easy to create all these things in my head and possibly not follow through with them because they just stay there. But if you write them down, it can be much, much more real to you. There's a lot of great work on the writing down of things. You know, journaling is very good for people, you know, with emotions and stuff like that that we've talked about in the past. I seen a thing the other day, you know, a guy that's really, really popular right now. We think about The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, um, who's really became one of the iconic leaders, businessmen in our world right now. I seen where he had, over the new year, went to a cabin with like his family and he had wrote down, he'd spent like two or three days writing down the goals of his year. And what a powerful thing that is to do to just sit down, write it down, make it real. You have something to go back to, to look at. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it on a regular basis. Are you doing it? Another great one is visualization. Now, some people, this is a little bit easier than others, but visualize what you want to do. Visualize the outcome. You know, there's a, a belief of if you visualize what you want to see 30 minutes to an hour a day, you're going to find yourself seeing it more obtainable, more achievable. So whether you do it before bedtime and that's what you're thinking about prior to bed or whether you're doing it, you know, when you're taking that time to get ready in the day, um, you can do a little bit while you're driving, but don't do it too much while you're driving because you need to stay focused. 
but visualize that goal. And not just like, this is what I want my dream house to look like, or this is what I want my body to look like, or this is what I want uh, my marriage to look like, or my business to look like. Visualize the steps it takes to get to that. There's something to be said of visualizing from beginning to end the process that must occur to get the desired outcome. Visualize the intervention to get to the outcome. So that's just a couple things. There's a lot of other things you can do to create these changes, to make these goals. But making your goals feasible and obtainable, make your objectives small goals that build upon a bigger goal, begin that behavior and just do it, be willing and open to giving up something for it, write it down, visualize it, create it. And I think within that you'll find yourself getting to a place where goals are achievable and obtainable and something that's very important in your life. So let's say you found yourself, you know, maybe you're listening to this podcast later on in the year, or maybe you're, you're picking up on a goal that you may not achieve last year and you'd be able to say, like, why? What is the reason I didn't lose X amount of weight last year? What is the reason I didn't gain that strength? Or what is the reason my business didn't take that next step? Or what is the reason... Uh, I didn't learn that second language. And I think if you're in that place, you've got to go back to those three core concepts that I talked about earlier. Assigning value, doing something, and losing something. Every goal must have those three things. And if you are not achieving your goal, it is due to one of those three things. Either that goal did not have the value that you once thought it did, you were unable to do something to achieve that goal or you were unwilling to lose something so if you're finding yourself stuck in a goal one say how important is this to me more times than not it is going to be important but that importance is waned and so the question is why did it wane normally the reason you lost value in your goal is because there wasn't the value that it thought you was. Many times it's because that value is extrinsic and not intrinsic. We didn't set the value because we cared about it. We set the value maybe because of other things in our life, because maybe society told us, or maybe because we thought that's what we needed to do as, as, a, as a man or a woman or as a human or whatever that looks like. That was the value. Or well, we just didn't do it. We weren't willing to take that sometimes that can be due to a lack of knowledge and skills so maybe we just didn't have the resources we thought we needed to achieve that goal maybe we we didn't have um, the, the knowledge of, of, of fitness or diet maybe we didn't have the knowledge of um, how to communicate with other people maybe we didn't have the knowledge of the places to go to make more friends if my goal is to connect with other people for the year we didn't have the knowledge or maybe we just weren't willing to lose something now Sometimes that's due to the goal The goal didn't have that amount of value. Or it could be that losing something was really hard, which we know is really hard. Maybe we weren't willing to give that energy up. Maybe we weren't willing to give up that scroll time because we found ourselves dependent on our phone. Or we weren't willing to give up that TV time because it's something that we continue to do. Or we weren't willing to give up um, that certain meal plan that we were adhering to because we didn't have something. There was a reason that we weren't willing to lose something. And ultimately, the reason that we don't lose something to help us achieve our desired outcome 
is that something has a higher value than the value of the thing that we're trying to achieve. The value of eating that chocolate cake had a higher value than me losing weight. The value of me watching Netflix four hours a day had a higher value than me reading one book a month. There was a reason for that. And so then it kind of goes back to the, the cycle that we talked about earlier. Why does that have so much value? Why are we doing that behavior? And why couldn't we lose it? And as you see, no matter where you're at in your, in your change process for your goal, those three features are so prominent. And you've got to take that time to look at, look at it and see. I highly recommend if this is something that you find hits close to home to you, write it down. You know, uh, create a journal or, you know, just grab a piece of paper, put value, do and lose and say, what is the value? Even give it a numerical score. What do I have to do to do it? What do I have to lose? And say, why didn't I do it? Why didn't I lose it? You know, the question why and goals are so important because it opens up a door. Now, side note of that, you can't chastise yourself. I know it's easy to do to put, to put that disappointment and shame and there's a lot of reasons people don't achieve goals through the year and sometimes when we go back to those mental wellness concepts our brain is just not in a place where we even feel worthy enough to do it and so looking into that and say you know is that the reason i didn't achieve my goal is that the reason there wasn't value on it because i don't i don't even value myself enough to put the value of making myself better and if that's the case then how do you value yourself more? And what are you willing to do to value yourself more? Is that getting into therapy? Is that uh, beginning to do some self-work on your own? Is that beginning to talk to somebody about how you're feeling, what that looks like? Everything you do always comes from how you value yourself and how you value what you're trying to achieve. So when we look at our goals, I hope that uh, you're able to say that I challenge you to make goals. There's some people who, I, who I've, I know who say, well, you know, don't have any goals this year, uh, or maybe they just feel like they don't need to. And some people don't, but I, I do challenge people, make yourself some goals. You know, we as humans are called to continue to evolve, to continue to change and, and to better ourselves. It doesn't mean we can't be content in life. Uh, complacency and contentment are two different things. Uh, and, and many times the reason that we don't either make a goal or achieve a goal is not because we're content, but rather we're complacent and we don't feel that we need to do something. And if you don't feel it, then it doesn't have a lot of value and you're not going to do it in the first place. So really look into yourself. I think whatever it is, if you adhere to some of these things, I think you're going to find your goal. Your goals are a lot easier to obtain. Um, set small goals and let them build upon themselves and, uh, and make them achievable. So value, do something, lose something. So we've got a great year ahead of us. Um, you know, we're going to stay in season two for a while. Hope to have some guests soon. There's going to be some really cool things that we've got planned up with some people. If we can make everybody's schedules work right, uh, continue to, to be with us. I'm glad you're here. Going to be uh, launching a, a website soon, so we're excited about that. Hopefully to have some resources on it, some different things to kind of help. Um, make these things more applicable to be able to continue to do them on a daily basis that we're talking about. So uh, check in for that. We'll be talking about that on further podcasts. But thank you so much. Good luck with your goals. Um, and as, you know, I'll take that back. Not good luck. There was a, a guy that I met one time who used to say, you can't say good luck. You just say take care of business. And so whatever that goal is that you have, 
take care of business, guys, because it's obtainable.